So, Jacques, have you seen the new Batman and Harley Quinn movie? Well, let me think, Joe. Uh, it's not going to be released uh, digitally uh, or available on uh, DVD or Blu-ray uh, just yet. But yes, yes, there was a one-night-only screening that the uh, management and the two Dream Squashers and I went to see the other night. Great, because I am in sore need of some bat splaining. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. And this is Sideshow. Uh, and I think Joe's already named the episode of Bat Splaining. Yeah, what well, I'm a total dunce when it comes to Batman. I mean, I like the Batman movies. I'm a bat. I'm like a Fairweather Batman fan. I mean, I grew up in the '90s, so you would think. I would have, you know, had my eyeballs glued to the Batman the Animated Series on Fox, which was a fantastic, phenomenal telling of the Batman lore. Completely changed, like, the animation superhero world. Completely changed it. I uh, couldn't give two shits. (laughs) So, unfortunately, I was watching, like, Super Mario Brothers Super Show or something else, like, totally unrelated, but... Luckily, to fill in the cracks, Jacques is here to do some bat-splaining to me because, based on the new... His new review of the new Batman and Howard Quinn movie, he's going to kind of take us through the whole lineage of the Batman animated lore, probably focusing more on the animated movies versus the animated series, or maybe kind yeah. of meshing the two together. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 like DC did a big relaunch of their, their animated series uh, a little over three years ago. They, they also did a reboot of the comics and all that stuff. It started with Justice League War, and it was great. It, it kind of reintroduces everybody. It's the first time they bring Cyborg, who is a critical member of Teen Titans, and they make him a member of Justice League. So uh, much like, like Marvel will re-release or release a new Iron Man cartoon or something like that to the younger kids, you know, a year or so before bringing the the new live action and stuff like that to kind of... It's like passing out drugs at the playground show, like you've always said. Yes. You know, just pass it out, the first round is free, and then you see who comes back, and then boom. And that's how we got our listeners to the Carnival <laughs> Personnel <laughs> Podcast and uh, show. Oh, Joe's never said that. And anyways, <laughs> but, but seriously, uh, so Batman War came out, and as much as we've talked, it's like DC has really been ahead of the curve and kicking Marvel's ass, and the... TV side of things and on the animated movie side of things and Marvel's playing catch up with all their Netflix Marvel shows where Marvel is eight years ahead of DC. They're like, uh, is there a higher standard than gold, a platinum standard? Right, right. I mean, and, I mean, they the way they assembled the Avengers over a, what, a six, seven year period of time over like five or six major movies. Before they did the, the team up, and now that's what what DC's doing. On the other side, DC has been ahead of the curve as far as that goes in the animated world, and so they've gone all in on the reboot of these characters in the the you know the DCU universe uh, animated. So let me let me just I guess reel it back for somebody who is very new to the Batman animated game. Uh, so the Batman animated series premiered. I, I have to go Batman animated series because that's kind of all I know. So we, we don't want to start Super Friends. No, Super Friends. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Justice Hall of Justice. Ma- Hall of Justice. Hall of Justice. Oh, my my Ted Knight is terrible. Do it again. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Gold. Yeah. Anyway, 
So Batman the Animated Series, I think, premiered in 93. Yeah, early 90s. 93. It was like around the Animaniacs kind of times. When Fox's animation department was like kicking fucking ass. Really kicking ass. In the afternoons. So then that series lasted several, several years. You know, probably, I don't know, what, five years? No, it it seems like that. Only lasted, I I believe, like two, 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 two to three seasons. But it was revolutionary. And and so, because there's nothing we like to do on... Part Carnival Personnel or Sideshow other than hype other podcasts. I cannot recommend Batman the Animated Podcast anymore. And when I got into that podcast, I'm like, it's just dedicated to the show. That's 25 years old. Right. But they get all the actors. They get all the voice actors. They get the writers and stuff. And it's fantastic. And when you go back and you revisit it, or if you haven't seen it, it's dark. It is really, really dark. Dark. And to think that they showed it uh, like you it know three in the three, afternoon, three thirty in the afternoon. And the great thing is that was it. Harley Quinn was never in the in the comic books. She was created specifically by one writer who thought, oh, the Joker needs kind of a sidekick. And who did the voice of Harley Quinn? Uh, uh, that would be Arlene Sorkin. And she had a funny story. She she well the the writer. It's really funny. The writer was at Emerson College one day saw her I gosh I'm not great with this I think she was on the Brave and the Bold the Brave and the Beautiful she was, oh the Bold and the Beautiful Bold and Beautiful thank you she was basically a court jester she was she was you know a court constable like you know bull from from night court so to speak but she was comic relief and years later he's doing Batman the animated series kind of wanted somebody kooky somebody like you know funny and and based the character on Arlene Sorkin's character from the, the, the soap opera and sort of on a whim reached out to her and she did it yeah and for the next 25 years be it all the different incarnations of Batman TV shows, Batman movies, Justice League movies with Harley Quinn, and all the video games up until this last one, uh, she was the voice. She was Harley Quinn. Yeah, and I mean now it's like Tara Strong, and I think there's a new and the new Harley Quinn uh, voices. What's her name? Uh, she uh, the, Melissa Rauch, the girl, the actress from uh, Big Bang from Theory. Big Bang Theory. The, no, the, the high pitched no. girl voice. But yeah, about three years ago, DC relaunched their universe, and it's. It's what I love. It's dark. Like Marvel is is funnier. Um, they have dark moments, but they, their moments of levity are kind of over the top and great. Uh, what I and I love that. But what I like about Batman is he's dark. And in the first relaunch of this in Justice League War, um, he's a dick, and Green Lantern absolutely hates him for being a dick. But then over like the last few years, they've had this continuing, you know, storyline to thread through the different movies. Well, just to reel it back even further. Yeah, yeah, please. So, animated series wraps in the mid-90s. Was there sort of a... I don't know how well-versed you are in the animated movies, how far back you go, how OG you are. I'm pretty pretty sure you're the O-est of Gs. But what's the time span between animated series and first animated movie, like direct... I don't even know, like, back in those days, I guess they did direct-to-DVD or direct-to-video release, or if there were TV movies, or if there were, like, limited releases in theaters. How was the first... What is the first animated... Well, uh, you know, it was a few years after, you know, Batman the Animated Series that they relaunched it and they had... um, um 
Oh no, not 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 Brave and the Bold. Damn it, um, the Batman. The Batman, and that lasted. Uh, you're supposed to be planning to me, but they, that lasted five seasons, and that was great. But completely different, completely different theme. Not nearly, nearly, nearly as dark as Batman the Animated Series. And then it was, you know, a decade after that that they came out with Batman Brave and the Bold, and that was completely farcical. Yeah, it 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 was made for five, six, six, seven-year-olds. It also was a way to introduce complete, like, C-list characters. Like, uh, like in the Lego Batman the movie. Calendar Man and right. the Condiment Man. Right. When in the, in, the, in the Lego Batman movie, when Joker lists off, like, his complete rogue gallery, and you're like, and the pilot's like, yeah, you're making that up. Right, and he goes, it's worth a Google. Uh, a lot of those characters you saw, you know, on, on Brave and the Bold. But in between that was Batman Beyond, which is a reimagined Batman is now 80 years old. And unbeknownst to him, kind of, you know, um, he, he had a son that was uh, uh, not, not, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. it wasn't cloned from his DNA, but stolen from his DNA. They they had DNA of like you know Bruce Wayne. Amanda Waller knew about this, so she. And in between that, you also had you know the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited series that was more a, a darker than Brave and the Bold, but yeah. that's not saying much. But with this new continuum, they started with. Um, in 2014, they, they've reimagined a lot of things. But yeah, going back, I think it was 2007 is when they relaunched like the kind of the animated movies. But they completely in 2014 kind of put, pumped the brakes on where they were. And they had some great movies. I, I highly recommend uh, New Frontier was great. Uh, there, was, there was Doomsday that was really, really, really good. The Wonder Woman was eh. Uh, Public Enemy is probably one of my favorite Batman Superman team ups. That was a really great animated series. But the granddaddy of them all for me was, uh, and it's not my favorite Batman animated thing. It's not my favorite DC animated thing. It's probably my top 10 favorite movies is Under the Red Hood, mm-hmm. which was animated and it was dark and it was a big. WTF kind of thing, uh, you know. It's it's years old, so I don't. It's the Jason Todd story. So uh, you say the Jason Todd story, but uh, is that based on a? Uh, are all of these movies based on the comics or a, a comic yeah. series? Is- all, all, all of the you know all, a lot of the Batman ones you know had come years before from the comics, yeah. and yeah, so Jason Todd was killed off. And who is, who is Jason Todd? I'm dumb. Okay, so I'll do a little bat splaining. Thank you. You got some splaining to do. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Brucey, uh, <laughs> get it, Brucey. Brucey, no, I'm hey, I'm with you, but we, uh, we all know that the first Robin was D- Dick Grayson, part of the Flying Graysons, orphaned when uh, mobsters were shaken down, like you know the carnival that his parents worked for, and his parents died. So he became a ward, never adopted. So he, he was carnival personnel. He was carnival personnel. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he was he was Bruce Wayne's trusted ward, but never adopted. But then Jace, though, so. Uh, Dick Grayson went off to become my favorite superhero. My favorite superhero is not Batman. Calendar Man. Oh. It, it, he's a foe. He's a rogue. Sorry. Uh, no, it's Plastic Man. <laughs> but seriously, Nightwing is my favorite superhero. Batman is a close second. How much of uh, how much is he your favorite? Uh, 
like what to what depths into your own personal life has Nightwing influenced? Oh, oh yeah, my son's named after Nightwing. Okay, <laughs> thank you. My son's named after Nightwing. But first, I had a dog. 10 years before I had a son that was named after Nightwing. So I'm not sure if I love that dog so much I named my son after the dog that I named after Nightwing. But anyways, he is in there. So the second Robin came along, and it was Tim, uh, it, it was Jason Todd, who, it was one of those things. Whoever comes after Tom Brady is not going to be Tom Brady. Uh-huh. And he could win four Super Bowls, but he's never going to be Tom Brady. And that's the problem, you know, that Tim, uh, that Jason Todd has. He's like Bill Murray. You can't beat Bill Murray. You, you can only tie, tie him. him. And so the fans never, after, seriously, at that point, we're talking Dick Grayson had been in the comics and movies 55, 60 years at this point. Yep. So, so Jason Todd never really got a, a, a fair shake. He was killed off in the comics a few years later. My favorite Robin. You know, now Nightwing is my favorite superhero, but Dick Grayson is not my favorite Robin. Uh, Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. He came along and things are going well, let's just say. But uh, out of nowhere comes this criminal who seems to know Batman almost better than Batman knows Batman. He's a vigilante who is killing people, but. He's a, he's a killer with a heart. He's sort of like a Dexter-type character. Uh, he's killing gangsters. He's killing mobsters. He's killing people selling drugs to children. He's not killing people selling drugs to adults, but he, he's very focused on it, and it turns out to be, you know, Jason Todd, back from the dead, who was resurrected by Ra's al Ghul. Well, depending on what you, you read, he was either resurrected by Ra's al Ghul in the comics, but in Under the Red Hood, he was resurrected by Talia al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Does it bother you? To see breaks in the, I guess, the continuity between the comics, or are you just sort of like, that's just sort of the way it is. Like, there's different mediums are going to have different takes and different licenses uh, on the lore. Like, there's no, it's not like the Torah where you can't right. veer from the lineage. You can take licenses. That doesn't bother you. You just sort of go with it. I wish I was more objective, but, you know, I mean, there's very, a shitty, shitty Batman movie. Is going to get a nut. Like Brave and the Bold, I find the fun... Batman and Robin. Batman. (laughs) You know, I I never really liked it. Ice to see you. But I will say, the Flaming Lips had had a huge song in that. And at the time, it's like, the Flaming Lips were a tiny band. Right, to get that big of an exposure. I mean, a small band that I loved that got that big an exposure was great. It was also the first time that you saw Robin, although... Completely a shitty Robin, but but it was the first time a Robin. But and I never liked it. I always had it like probably the least ranked Batman thing. But about four, two or three years ago, it came on Netflix, and my little guys at the time, four and six, loved it. It was you know it was for them. It was Batman sixty six. It was over the top characters. It was colorful. Uh-huh. Well, have they seen Attack of the Clones? You, you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they so, gonna, you know what I mean. Like so, when you're a kid. Right. And and so through there, and the same thing, I hate it. And I still don't love like Teen Titans Go, but I love Teen Titans. It gets them into it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, and now they've kind of segued into. They still like that, but they've seen the Teen Titans and they like that more. And, but either way, but, but. Getting back to the uh, so so yeah so so under the red hood like really changed things as far as animated movies goes. It was, it was really dark. It was great. Uh, So. I'm doing a little research here on my phone. Batman Under the Red Hood premiered 2010. Uh, guess what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Hey, uh, honestly, without looking up, 
I'd be stunned if it's any less than an 85. 100 yeah. percent. Yeah, and and it, it it is it is really good. Um, I hate to do this. I have to go potty. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so sometimes I think I got to be completely biased. Again, having a son named after Nightwing and two Batman tattoos on me, but I'm not surprised because, like I said, it's an amazing movie. Not an amazing Batman. Not an amazing animated movie. And what, one of the things I like best about it, uh, fuck giving a spoiler alert thing, it's been out yeah. for seven years, it brings up the hardest questions ever. Point blank, um, he's called out by, by Jason Todd. It's like, why the fuck is the Joker still alive? Like, how can you let, after all the people he's killed, and after he killed me, because, you know, what had happened is the Joker had captured Jason Todd, beat him, and it's in the comic books, it's fucking brutal. And in the movie, it's fucking brutal. The Joker is beating a child with a crowbar nearly to death and leaves him tied up in a warehouse. And you think, okay, he's going to get out. Batman's going to come and save him. And just as uh, he he gets out of the handcuffs and he's about, he looks over and he notices, oh, there's a bomb. This whole place is rigged and I got about two seconds. And he's like, oh, fuck. And uh, yeah, so he dies. And so here he gets resurrected by Roush al Ghul in this. Comes back. This is 10 years later. So he's had all that Batman training. Now he's been trained by basically, you know, the League of Assassins. And he is a fucking badass. But when he confronts Batman, point blank, he's like... How do you still have that fucking rule? Like, everybody he's killed since then isn't on him. He has no control over this. This is what he does. This is who he is. You could have stopped this. The thousands of people, the graveyards that he's filled are on your hands, not on his. And after he fucking killed me. And then, you know, Batman's like, you know, you can't cross that line. Yada, yada. He goes, I'm not asking you to kill, you know, Two-Face, the penguin. Right. But why does this piece of shit still walk? And that's exactly what he says. Like, how does this piece piece of shit still walk and it's like yeah you know at that right. point you're like yeah you know yeah, finally you know, somebody's you know, like somebody's like calling him out to the carpet and and it's this and it's 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 ugly it's dark it's brutal it's awesome nightwing's in it and nightwing is fucking awesome in it nightwing being played by neil patrick harris yeah. i see on this computer so no and and he is really really great like you know uh it, you know neil patrick harris also does the voice of the music meister in uh, the brave and the bold and i will say if there's one good episode of brave and the bold it's with neil patrick harris you know, I think there are two. One with Neil Patrick Harris, and what would the other one be, Joe? The one with Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> uh, so the continuum has gone on, and it's been great. It's like Justice League War is great, Under the Red Hood is great. You know, there's been a couple like hits and misses in there. You could skip the Green Lantern. Justice League Doom is good. That's based right on the comic books. Uh, I'll give you the 30 second synopsis of Doom. Batman is a paranoid fuck, and he understands more than anybody. It's like, yeah, the Justice League does a lot of great shit, but if they wanted to control the world, they could do it in about 15 minutes. Uh, there are mind controlled if they ever have, uh, uh, you know, they wake up on the wrong side of the bed. So he has a contingency plan how to take each one of them out. Those contingency plans are stolen by the bad guys who put them into into play, and and Batman instantly realizes, you know, oh fuck, this I should have changed my password. This, right, exactly. Uh, you know, Iron Man sucks. <laughs> Might not be the best password. 
second reference to Batman the Lego movie. But he uh he he basically tells the team, this is what's going on, this is how... Because not only does Batman have a plan to take each one of the Justice League down, he has a plan how to save the Justice League from being taken down. And and it's great. At the end, they're all sitting around the table and they're pissed. It's like, I can't believe you have a plan to take us all out. And it's like, and he explains, you guys are the most powerful people on the earth. I'd be an idiot not to. And my probably my favorite line in any of the movies, like Flash, like, well, how would you feel if we had a plan to take you out? And he looks and goes, you don't? Then you're idiots. <laughs> and, and then he's like, well, they're basically devoting to throw him out of the Justice League or keep him in, which he never really wanted to join anyways. And, and they're like, well, as long as you promise I'm not going to do this again, because I've already started. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, yes, my plan got corrupted, but it still doesn't mean it was a bad plan. Right. So now I'm just looking through the uh, the different animated Batman movies since Under the Red Hood. Uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns. The Batman The Dark Knight Returns. That You know, Miller, who you know has done The Dark Knight Returns and 300 and, and Watchmen. I mean, seriously, who, who, who comes up with that much great? Right. Like, honestly, that much great. The Beatles of Batman. <laughs> the Beatles of Batman. Or, ba- or, 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 or uh, uh, comics. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Graphic novels. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's not a comic series. And so what's interesting is a lot of people hated... The people who didn't like uh, Batman vs. Superman last year, if there was a problem from geeks like me, Dark Knight Returns is one of, probably one of two, one of three quintessential Batman must-reads. And it came out in the 80s, Reagan is president, and it kind of reimagines an older Batman superheroes have been outlawed and the only superhero allowed to function is Superman who is a Boy Scout he hasn't really aged but Batman has and this is the first comic where Batman kills Superman it's a great scene where he has Superman about to die and he's like in your quiet moments of reflection I want you to remember the one hand on your throat that controlled your life and it was it's great and then fakes a heart attack they jammed that storyline in the single quintessential superman storyline of doomsday where he gets you know he dies in the comics of the 90s they took both of those and jammed them into one movie and at the same time they're like oh fuck the avengers are on movie three and we have a jump start at the justice league let's uh put one woman in this yeah. uh, was fine with me. But uh, are you going to ask me what Rotten Tomatoes had for that? Uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns. I'm going to guess. This is part one, by the way. Yeah. Oh, part one. Again, I'll say 80. 100%. Really? I, Great. Be, I don't know if there, maybe it's the same no, five reviews. No, there they're, 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 got to be more than five reviews for that, but I, it was. I, I don't know. I can't really. Yeah, no, but, but again, that's when you, when you think of, of, of Frank Miller, it's The Dark Knight Returns. It's Watchmen, and it is uh, 300. Uh, What of Son of Batman? So interesting you bring up Son of Batman. Uh, That would be the fourth. Now, now there was a couple other Robins that made cameo appearances here and there that filled in for Robin when he was, like, you know, on vacation or doing other things. (laughs) But the fourth real Robin is Batman's son, Damian Wayan. Here's a fun fact about Damian Wayan. He was uh, unbeknownst to Batman until he was 10 years old. Batman was drugged and raped by Talia al Ghul in the comics. And unbeknownst to him, had an heir. And that was part of 
Raoul al Ghul's plan because forever Raoul al Ghul like has more respect for Batman than anybody on the planet and he doesn't call him Batman or Bruce he refers to him as detective mm-hmm. he is admires his fighting because in the comics unlike in Batman Begins with Chris um Christian, uh, Christopher Bale oh, yeah. in the Nolan movies. Christian uh, Bale. Christian Bale, sorry. Rajal Gould Train was one of one of many, but probably the the most person that, that Batman had learned from his he years. He had a certain their... set of skills. <laughs> oh, wait, that's, I'm confused. No, I uh, I like that. Um but in the comics, like, you know, they, they, they had never crossed paths, you know, except as foe and rivals and stuff like that. But Rajo Ghoul really respects and thinks, okay, it's my turn to pass the gauntlet over. And, and that's also bled into uh, Arkham City, the second in the Arkham uh, video yeah, games. Yes. But, yeah, he basically figures out, okay, if Batman won't become my heir, well, I'll have an heir of his. And so Tyal Ghoul uh, drugs Batman. Rapes him and then ends up showing up with him at like when he's about nine, ten years old after ten years of League of Assassin training from birth and like, here's your son. You know? <laughs> and that and there's, there's a really funny scene where you know he he, he meets Batman. Oh, Batman's out. Damien sneaks out and he's going after like you know his grandfather's killer and, and, and the son of Batman and crosses paths with Nightwing and. Like Nightwing basically stops him, and they get into a huge street fight, in which you know Nightwing ends up winning, but got cut pretty good from Damian Wayne. And as he's getting sewn up by Alfred, he's like, "And all those lectures about protection that Bruce gave me, <laughs> <laughs> you know." But but yeah, but that 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 is pretty good. I, I'm I'm a real. But that that was part of like you know the continuum where it goes. You know, son of Batman. Um, what about Arkham uh, t- assault on Arkham? If, that aside. If it's it, it, Batman, it's like Suicide Squad. Okay. It is Suicide Squad where they have to, you know, Amanda Waller captures Deadshot and Harley and they send them into Arkham. If anybody has played the Arkham video game, the first one, I have Arkham Asylum, it is awesome because the same map and layout. In the movie, yeah. is all in the game. Oh, so it was kind of like a like a joint uh, effort, right? Kind of right. I mean, it came out like two years after the game, but as they're going from point A to point B in Arkham, you know, oh, this room leads to this room. Wow. Oh, this quad leads over here. It's it's really it really was fun synergy. Yeah, I I mean, I'm a big 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 fan of that one. Big fan of that one. Uh, Batman Year One was 2011, and, and, and that was one of those uh, reimagined. Like basically, uh, every year in the comics they do a Year One where they go back and tell a an origin, like a first year of Batman on the case, like yeah. him meeting Commissioner Gordon X Y C, like a reboot Good. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Batman versus Robin, twenty fifteen. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty dark. Where basically it's like, you know, you're not my real dad. Like, you know, Damien is really a prick. He is absolutely an over the top, arrogant, unlikable prick, and. You know, uh, a secret organization in Gotham uses that to their advantage to basically pit him against Bruce Wayne or, or, or Batman, sort of speak. But it's great. I mean, over like the last few years, Damien is now part of the Teen Titans. And even in that, he's kind of part of the Teen Titans, but he's an outsider in because he's, uh, again, a real prick. 
Looking at other uh, titles, uh, we have like the Justice League movies. Like I don't know if we, we maybe we don't want to dip into the Justice League movies. Yeah, but the Justice League movies, like Justice League, Doom, you know, the, War. Yeah, Doom. Well, War War relaunched this. War was okay. the starting point all, right. all over again. So Justice for, League for, Doom for the twenty twelve, and that's the one where Batman's plans got corrupted to you know take out the Justice League. Yep. See, I need bat resplaining because I <laughs> sometimes I doze on. Uh, then they go, you know. Then you had like you know Justice League versus the Teen Titans, which was really you know, and it it was one of those things where you know Nightwing was a crucial for. He's not part of the Teen Titans anymore. He's moved kind of on from them, and he's not part of the Justice League. So he's kind of in between. He works a lot with Batman. Mm. He still helps the Teen Titans a lot, and he was really great. Um, him and Starfire are a thing in this, you know, and. I will sidebar. Please. If, if Batman on a fighting scale is a 10, Nightwing's an 8.5, 9. If Batman is a 10 on the detective scale, Nightwing is an 8.5, 9. If billionaire Bruce Wayne goes on dates with really attractive women to keep the facade up of the billionaire playboy, if that's just a mask, uh, Nightwing bangs Everybody, right? Like he, you know, he's the John Mayer. Superhero. He really is, and I mean, you know, for, from Batgirl, you know, then Oracle, you know, same person, um, in, in the different carnations of it, you know, in in the early years, it was Wonder Girl and him in the early Teen Titans comics, but also in in this holds true to like the 80s-ish early 90s Teen Titans comics where him and Starfire who is, you know, not hard on the eyes, ladies. I don't know what the fuck that was. (laughs) But, okay, did he ever go Harley? Uh, well... How how far ahead are we jumping? Oh, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, we, let's stick with let's, let's stick with the chronological. But but order. yeah. So so that's what I've always said. I mean, he's not a brooding, unhappy dick. He, you know, no no pun intended on his name. I just realized he's not a brooding, you know, brooding, awful, you know, always angry person. He's a decent guy. He's funny. You know, he's he's a fun guy to be around. People like him. Yep. So Teen, Justice League versus Teen Titans is 2016. So that's pretty yep. recent. Yep. Uh, I mean, we have Gods and Monsters, which is 2015. That's one of those uh, um, the, the filler kind of. Yeah, DC yeah. has a you know it's let's introduce a couple B list ish characters, but there's a show Constantine. You know, yeah. uh, so so he's you know a big part of this and stuff like that. So. But it is. It's not kind of in this continuum. Uh, Throne of Atlantis. Oh, no, no, no. Monsters. Gods and Monsters. Sorry. That is a reimagined thing. That's where, you know, um, it's a reimagined world where, you know, Batman is really dark and Batman is actually a Batman, you know, so to speak, where, you know. He was bitten by a radioactive bat. Basically, like somebody, somebody like, you know, he was a scientist that somebody effed with him type thing. But yeah, that was, that was pretty good. But yeah, it's not, it's not in the continuum. Right. Uh, Throne of Atlantis. Again, that's one of those, oh, we're introducing Aquaman in the upcoming Justice League movie, so we should kind of reintroduce his origin story to everybody and give him his own story. They did the same thing with Wonder Woman a couple years before the movie came out, just, you know, uh, to kind of introduce her backstory a little bit more. Uh, killing joke. Kill it. Well, now we get to the killing joke. Okay, yeah. The killing joke. Uh, boo. The, I don't know. The killing joke is a. I'm gonna say it. It's in a, a law along with you know the Dark Knight Returns. 
It's a top three as wow. far as far as graphic novels go. Right. It's it's a must read. It's an absolute must must read. Not an absolute must read Batman. It is one of the quintessential graphic novels. So they finally, you know, I think it's in that story. You know, spoiler alert, it's 25, 30 years old. That is when the Joker does not know Barbara Gordon is uh, Batgirl. He knows Barbara Gordon is the daughter of police commissioner Gordon. And he knows Batman and Gordon have a great relationship. So he knocks on the door one day, she opens it up, and he shoots her in the spine. So that's... shoots her in the stomach and it hits her spine. It hits her in the spine, yeah. So he, he... doesn't intend to her. kill her, but doesn't care if she lives or dies, but basically wants, you know, Gordon to suffer. And, and by Gordon suffering, Batman suffers, having no idea that he shot Batgirl. Yep. Uh, then she goes on to become Oracle. Uh, she's even fucking more amazing as Oracle. But uh, but the, the graphic novel is so fucking dark and so awesome and it gets into the backstory of the joker and the backstory of the joker and it ends the end of it is great like in custody the joker tells batman this joke and i don't like how it ends but it's kind of interesting batman tells joker about two guys who escaped from an assailant asylum and one guy jumps from one building to the other and the other guy is afraid that he won't make the jump so the guy who made the jump says i'll tell you what i'll turn on my flashlight and you can walk across the beam and meet me over here. And the first guy says, what do you think, I'm crazy? I'll get halfway across and you'll turn the light off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, so they do this movie and they decide, you know, this would be a great half hour, great 25 minute, half hour, maybe 40 minute movie. But to sell it as a full movie, we're going to reimagine a story in which Batgirl is in love with Batman and is doing all this to win his affection and he keeps pushing her away and finally he bangs her and then that's when after this she gets shot by him like so they like instead of playing up the to fuck with Commissioner Gordon and to fuck with Batman to hurt somebody they love type thing that they were going to you know make it a a, a love story between killed it, it from was what awful. I understand I did see the Killing Joke movie because, you know, I heard about it tangentially like that. Oh, yeah, this is supposed to be, you know, this is going to be, it was highly anticipated because of the graphic novel. And then when it was released, it was almost universally panned by hardcore Batman fans because specifically of the love scene and the love interest the love relationship because Barbara Gordon had already always been sort of like a daughter yes. to the, the father figure of Batman and now they had to sex her up or and, you know, and if and she it, hooked up with anybody it was always you know Dick Grayson right. I mean there was always a thing and then in like you know the video game the last incarnation of the video game her and Tim Drake or a thing. So fans saw that scene as sort of gratuitous, cheap, uh, and it really, and really, you know, Barbara Gordon didn't get fucked enough, right, by the Joker. Let's literally have him have her get fucked, and and you know, and want to, and basically almost, you know, force herself upon completely through. And then it became cheesy because you know afterwards, Batman is a you know that wants nothing to Fucker do with Shucker this thing. thing, right? Right. Well, he wants to keep fighting crime. He he's not getting caught up in this, and at the same time, you know, he's like, I don't. I can't be emotionally attached to you. I have to be in the field worrying about this. I can't be in the field worrying about my girlfriend. All right, I guess we'll keep the pattern going. What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I I think 
If it was just the second half where it picks up from Arkham Asylum, it would have got another 100. I'm going to guess it got a 45. 44. Wow. Oh, you, you didn't win the showcase because you went, <laughs> went over. over. If I said 43. Price is right rules, you lost. $1. Right. Right, $1, Bob. Oh, yeah, 44% of Rotten Tomatoes. But, yeah, so I guess. Just fast forward until the, where the killing joke actually picks up. Just, right. The first just, half hour, trash. And then after that. So now we're now the the, the piece de resistance. So Batman and Harley Quinn. It is nothing to do with the continuum. It is absolutely. It, it's more of a animated series. It's 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 dark, but it's not you know nearly as dark as like the Judas Contract or War or these other ones. It is very very campy. It is one of these team ups where um, the the only way to get this criminal is you know with a criminal type thing. So they get Harley Quinn, who they don't explain why is released and back into the public, and you know uh, it's very very funny. She is working in a restaurant, a superhero. She was villain. working in a restaurant. <laughs> cocktail bar when I met you. <laughs> I hate you. Because um, now that song is in my head. I can't even focus. And in our audiences. So she... Uh, she was working in a restaurant. So she's... But it's uh, all the waitresses. It's kind of like a Hooters, but all the waitresses are dressed like superheroes, supervillains. Uh, um, oh, my God. Would it, you ever... You would love that. I would never leave that <laughs> restaurant. Uh, I think that's Valhalla for you. That's, that's yeah, like, exactly. Am I Avalon? dead? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be. Uh, but she is... Uh, guess, guess who she is in the restaurant. Uh, I don't know. She's Harley Quinn. Oh, thank she's, you. She's literally hiding in plain sight. Like, wow. like they're trying to track her down, and they can't, and, no, and none of the local criminals, and no one has seen her because, you know, allegedly she went legit. I was going to say straight, but hey, her and, her and Pamela Ivy. Uh, anyways, but yes, to answer your question, uh-huh. Nightwing bangs her. Oh, yay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She bangs Nightwing. Oh, great. Who is literally in a position to not say no, sort of speak. Wow. But, but, Empowering. Yes, but it's one of those things where it's like just before she's like, are you okay with like they 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 threw the politically correct oh, thing it, in there? So he signed the verbal contract, right? Well, I mean, it's it, it's it's a very very funny scene where you know she gets a jump on him. He wakes up and he's literally tied to the bed, and she's changing, and uh, he finds this uh, interesting. Right. Let's say, and she notices he finds it interesting, and she's like, "Oh, it's been a while." And honestly, it's like, you know, does he doesn't have a choice till till he does. It's very very funny. And then you know later, like you know, Batman who's trying to track him can't, yeah. and then you know because Batman's kind of a dick and like has a tracer on everybody, like keep your friends close, and you, uh, you know. Kind of walks in on them uh, getting dressed afterwards, ah. and it's like kind of like your dad walking in on yeah. you. Yeah, very very funny. Uh, over the top campy. There is a great scene where Harley Quinn, you know, they're trying to find out where our, uh, Poison Ivy is, and she's like, "Oh, I know this out of the way place, and it's your old movie, you know, twenty miles off a dirt road bar where all the bad guys kind of hang out right. in costume, the biker bar kind of place. The, it is exactly that. They sandwiched, squeezed in 
every foe from the Batman 66 show. All the henchmen. And they're wearing their henchmen outfits. And as it pans across the room, if you're a complete loser like myself, you're like, oh, that's Egghead's bad guys. Oh, that King Tut's bad guys. You see all the bad guys. At what point did the usher come in and say, quiet down, sir? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I embarrassed my children. Um, it, what was really funny is, of course, there's a big bar fight that breaks out. And to maybe save time, maybe save money on the animation, it cuts to the outside of the bar where you hear like furniture breaking and like the screen shakes like a little bit. And it does the old Batman 66 where it says, pow, punch in the face. And then my favorite one is, ow, my nuts. <laughs> you know, just big blue. Ow, my nuts. And I can't wait for that to be a screen grab I, I, or a I, meme or I, something. Honestly, like, like, you know, management and I just absolutely start howling and then like the boys took like a half second extra to read it you know because right. you're younger and they're fucking dumb and, and illiterate and, yeah. <laughs> exactly hey just because my kids can't read doesn't make them illiterate what what <laughs> <laughs> so so it was it was it was really great it was fun it was campy it was definitely worth seeing on the big screen it was one of those one night only one night only right and it's ladies come, night. Yeah, come one, come all. Um, and I think I did a couple of times, but it was. Oh. You know, but it was. It was it has nothing to do with the new continuum. Do not go into Batman Harley Quinn thinking it's part of the continuum. But it's Harley Quinn, and she's great, and it's funny, and uh, you can't say hot about an animated thing without sounding completely sure creepy. Sure, you can. Uh, I mean, I was, you know, Little Mermaid. Come on, let's go, man. <laughs> Hello. What do you want to go? You wanna, that's a whole other side show. God damn it. We're <laughs> no, just that's coming a, up with that, that's a. Therapy session, oh, which we can do as a podcast. Don't okay. get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's fun. It's it, it's definitely it's definitely a fun. It's completely campy. It's Batman the animated series revisited with a little Batman sixty six thrown in there. Uh, it's not Arlene Sorkin, but it's still it's yeah. still she's great. It's Melissa Yauch, Yauch, Rauch, Rauch, Rauch. Um, uh, but we and we haven't even touched upon the uh, the two the two Adam West Batman animated movies. Let's do like, when when that comes out because our our first sideshow was Adam West. Let, yes. Let's watch those back to back and give those a review when those come out because you know it's great when when Don Rickles died. Like Joe found a tweet from a comedian saying, you know, it's great he died with dates on the books and it's fantastic that like Adam West had new material. Yes, like 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 upon doing the dirt nap, he still had and not new material, new Batman material. Yeah, coming he, out. He, they had, he would have probably done a third Batman movie. Had the, yeah, you're right, you know. And what's great about this new Batman movie is that William. Shatner plays Two-Face. Right. Exactly. I mean, those guys, the thing that they had in common is like, I think at one point in their careers, Shatner more, they both took themselves way too serious. But the last 20 years of their career, they're like, we're still fucking getting paychecks. Right. Oh my God, I can make lots of money off of this stuff. Making fun of being a campy actor. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll do a whole show with that. So that was uh, Batsplating by Jacques. Part one. Part one. Yeah. Part, we're we're going to do many Weird Al shows. We're going to do many. Yes. We're going to do many Weird Al shows and many Batman shows. But uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, learning a little bit more about the animated side of Batman uh, as as much as I did. Any any questions or corrections? Don't be afraid to tweet at us. Right at Carnival Podcast on Twitter, and then you can like us on Facebook at Carnival Personnel, 
Yeah. Any parting words that you want to say, you know, in Batman form or I don't know. No, 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 no. And then also, Jacques, don't forget, 